It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 16th, 2018. My name is Phil Rossenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk a little bit about the future for the Orlando Magic, both the distant future as we finish off our conversation with Stuart Hodge uh, from earlier this week, and also the near future with the upcoming schedule and the difficult road ahead for the Orlando Magic. Lots to get into here as we bask still a little bit in, in the glory, I guess, of that uh, that win over the Philadelphia 76ers, but of course there is a new game on the schedule. The Los Angeles Lakers come to town on Saturday, followed by the New York Knicks on Sunday. We'll talk a little bit more about that upcoming schedule in just a moment. But before we do anything else, I want to remind you that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Uh, just like there is a podcast covering the Orlando Magic, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Looking to get ready for the Magic's game against the Lakers? Check out Locked On Lakers. Looking for the Knicks? Locked On Knicks. There's uh, Locked On NBA covering the general goings-on around the league from a national perspective. A great place to get your daily dose of the NBA every single morning with some great guests and great hosts from around the Locked On Podcast Network. And of course, Locked On Fantasy Basketball has your fantasy basketball needs covered as well. You can find those podcasts by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you are looking for. Steve Clifford has made it no secret that the Orlando Magic need to win their home games. Uh, the, The general consensus or the general saying around sports, no matter the sport really, is you need to win all the home games you can win and make up the difference on the road. The plain fact of the matter is you are most comfortable at home. You have every advantage. And that's where you should get most of your wins. And the stats, you know, while there are some stats suggesting that home court advantage has decreased over the last few years, certainly for a middling team like the Magic want to be, or the Magic are, I suppose, getting wins at home is vital. And so the early part of the season has been a little frustrating because the Magic haven't gotten those wins because they've struggled a little bit at home. There's the big loss to to the, to the Hornets. There's the big loss to the Clippers. Um, losses to the, loss to the Pistons that the Magic probably should have won. There's been some difficulty on the home schedule already. And while it, it, it is a bit early to be looking at the standings, and yes, we will look at the standings in just a moment. While it is still a bit early to look at the standings closely, the bottom line is, if the Magic want to be in a position where the standings matter at the end of the season, 
They have to win their home games. Plain and simple, the Magic have to win at home. They have to pick up those supposedly easy wins. It's obviously a lot easier said than done, but so far the Magic have done okay. Orlando currently uh, is 4-5 and five at home, 3-3 three and three on the road. Not where they want to be quite yet, but certainly uh, still moving in the right direction. In fact, the Magic really are moving in the right direction in general. As a team having won now five of their past seven games and taking advantage of a weak part of the schedule. Playing Cleveland, playing Washington twice, playing New York. Orlando has picked up some nice wins in this five of seven games. San Antonio, Philadelphia, chief among them. They've beaten Boston, which is a nice win. But no one's going to sit here and pretend that the Magic have feasted on the best that the NBA has to offer. And so their first part of the season where they went 2-6, and six, they played a really difficult schedule. This next part of the season where they went 5-2, and two, they haven't played a difficult part of their schedule. They've played a relatively easy schedule. But that makes this homestand, this four-game homestand that started on Wednesday night, all the more important. Because the Magic have to pick up these home wins. They have to start building that credibility, banking those wins, because the road is about to get much tougher. I promise we look at the standings, so let's look at the standings. As we sit here today on Friday, November 16th, the morning of, the Orlando Magic are 7-8. and eight. That puts them 8th in the Eastern Conference. Yes, the Magic are in the playoff pole position. It's not to say that they're going to hold on to it, but they are in the playoff pole position. Certainly an immediate goal is for the Magic to reach 500. They had an opportunity to do that in Washington, missed the boat. Now they got an opportunity to do it once again on Saturday at home against the Los Angeles Lakers. That game, of course, will not be easy. The Lakers sitting at 8-6 and six are playing very, very well. They've won 7 of the last 10, 4 in a row. They got uh, that LeBron James dude who is a, a pretty good basketball player. I don't know if you've heard of him. Of course, then they go face the New York Knicks. They're 4-11. They're a team that's really struggling uh, this year. The Magic, of course, just beating them by by 20-plus points. First blowout win of the year for the first comfortable win of the year for the Magic. Then next Tuesday, the Magic will play the first place 12-3 Toronto Raptors. That's that's a tough road. But those four home games are all opportunities to get wins because what comes next is quite possibly the most difficult part of the Magic schedule. I say this seemingly every year that the first West Coast road trip is when we really find out about the team. This is the first West Coast Road Trip Plus. For the next two, three weeks, we're going to learn a ton about the Magic. Because they, after that game against the Raptors, they go out west for Thanksgiving. At Denver on the 23rd. At the Lakers on the 25th. At the Warriors on the 26th. At the Blazers on the 28th. At the Suns on the 30th. That is a five-game road trip where only one team currently sits below 500. For whatever that's worth. And it happens to be that last game. Oh, but it gets better. 
after playing the Suns on November 30th, the Magic get to come home for December 1st, December 2nd, December 3rd, then go on the road to face the Miami Heat December 4th. They're under 500 at the moment. Then they get two home games. Finally, a reprieve. Denver and Indiana on the 5th and the 7th. And then they hit the road again. December 10th at Dallas. December 13th, a home game in Mexico City against Chicago. December 15th, a home game against Utah in Mexico City. Really, not until December 23rd will the Magic have an extended period of time at home. Because they come home the 19th to face the Spurs at home. Then the 21st, they're up in Chicago. And then finally, over Christmas, they get a one, two, three, four, four-game homestand. They'll be home for an entire week, for more than a week. They'll be home for a week, and then they then they have a back-to-back to end that. So, the schedule is about to pick up steam. I did the math here, and, and this is, I thought, pretty incredible. In a stretch of 23 days, from November 23rd to December 15th, the Magic are home, sitting at home, playing home games, for a total of eight days by my math. So after Tuesday's game, essentially, the Magic are home for just eight days over virtually the next month. And like I said, not a lot of time at home even after that stretch because they go have the San Antonio home game, then they're to Chicago, and then they're home for good. This period from Thanksgiving to Christmas for better or for worse, is going to define the direction this Magic season goes. If the Magic can keep their head above water, if they can stay in contact with the eighth seed and the race, they could be fine. If they can regain their confidence, if they can keep fighting, if they can keep playing, if they can eke out some wins. Obviously, if they play really well during the stretch, then it's time to start buying stock, start believing in this team. But... So often with this Magic team over the last six years, and you know this is why I point all this out, and and I have to, you have to excuse some of my skepticism here. The past six years, the Magic have taken to these stretches, struggled in them, and been unable to get themselves out. This is not an easy stretch. By my count, the only games the Magic play against teams under five hundred until that Christmas stretch, are the Bulls twice, the Mavericks, the Heat, and the Suns. So four games in... Four games in 13... Four games out of 13 against teams worse than 500. So not only are you on the road, you're playing some pretty good teams. Now, if the Magic want to be playoff teams, if the Magic want to be a playoff team, They need to be able to beat these teams. They need to be able to keep themselves above water, not take losses hard and find ways to bounce back, especially on the road. They may not come out of this stretch above 500. If they're 5 and 8, could be worse. They're 4 and 9, it's not a complete disaster. Really, that's what this stretch is going to be about for this Magic team keeping their head above water, staying within contact, finding confidence where they can, staying bought in the way that they're bought in right now. And again, that's why the remainder of this homestand is so important. 
coming out of this homestand with, if they can, all four wins, if they can, three wins, is absolutely vital. Absolutely vital to the team having the confidence and having the the ability to break through and stay in the race. Steve Clifford wants us to talk about the playoffs. Steve Clifford wants us to believe that this is a playoff team. This is a stretch that will determine that. This is the time where we will learn if this Magic team can stay in the race. Now, there is plenty of time left in the season. There's plenty of time left in the season to blow it, of course, just as the Magic did a few years ago. There's plenty of time left in the season for the Magic to get themselves back on good footing. Steve Clifford's teams have done that in the past. But this Magic team, and it's past at least, has struggled to do that. And certainly there is the potential for a disaster coming through December. December will define the Magic. And that's why the Magic have to get their wins today. That's why the Magic have to beat the Lakers on Saturday. That's why the Magic have to take care of business Sunday against the Knicks. That's why the Magic have to give the Raptors a good game and and try and get that game if they can. It won't be easy. This path is not easy, but that's what the schedule says they have to do. And they will be tested to get there. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Moving on now, I want to continue our conversation with Stuart Hodge. He's sort of our, our I guess, uh, fan correspondent. He, he kind of flips the tables on me, asks me some questions that are that are pressing for, for, for fans or from his perspective. Um, and so, um, you know, we, chat, we chatted earlier this week. You can hear the first part of that conversation uh, on Wednesday's episode of Locked On Magic before the Philadelphia game. We talked about what we've seen in the season so far, uh, what what we uh, what we like, what we don't like, what still concerns us. Um, but we also talked a little bit about what's going to come in the future, especially with the trade deadline on the horizon. It's going to be a very active time, obviously, for the Magic. So we talked a lot about well, the moving pieces on this team, the future of this team, and all of that. So without further ado, here I am with Stuart Hodge talking once again about the Orlando Magic. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. 
See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Uh, I'm going to annoy you then in a little bit. I'm going to ask you a couple of hypotheticals about trades. But um, just while we're on the sort of the, the kind of fringe guys talking a bit about that, uh, Frazier, Jackson, Jefferson, we've mentioned Briscoe, Mozgov. Any of these guys you expect to maybe crack the rotation at some point in any significant way? Uh, you know, I think there will still be a moment where Ken Birch gets, gets some more extended run. Um, if we're going to talk about trades, you know, I think these guys will get their run after the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, Justin Jackson's obviously spending the whole year in Lakeland as a, as a domestic draft and stash. Um, I think Melvin Frazier and Isaiah Briscoe will spend the majority of their year uh, in Lakeland or, or spend a good chunk of it in Lakeland. They've already been down to Lakeland for a game at this point. Um, I think that, I, I do think that, that those guys are going to find it tough to crack the rotation until the Magic are really out of it, um, unless mm-hmm. injuries hit. Um, so they need to be ready. They, 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 they need to find a way to contribute and, and keep working in practice. Um, but they're long-term development plans. They're not, they're not for this year. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely long-term with those guys. So, yeah, the postseason does still feel reachable. And, I mean, I, I must admit, I don't think we'll have enough really over the course to get there. I think we might just be squeezed out. But if the Magic are sitting, approaching the deadline with a chance of getting there, should they look to trade for valuable players or should they look to trade some of their valuable players for picks at the trade deadline, maybe maintaining a more longer-term outlook on things? I mean, I think I, I think when it comes to, to the trade deadline this year, the Magic are not going to make a move just to make a move. Um, hmm. I, I don't think you know they're going to say, you know, they're going to, especially if they're in, in the playoff race, let's... Let, there are two hypotheticals here. If the Magic are in the playoff race, they're not going to sit there and say, we're not going to be able to re-sign Terrence Ross this year. We need to trade him now. They're not going to sacrifice a playoff push just to you know, get value for a player. I mean, that, that's a little bit of a risk, but um, you know, I don't think that they're, they're looking at trades to, to again, to, to serve any short-term needs uh, or, or, or to sabotage their short-term needs if it comes to that. Um, I think that any trade the Magic do uh, try and pursue or do try and uh, com- complete this year, um, they will do so uh, with their long-term vision in mind. They're not going to, again, let's say they're out of, if they're out of the playoffs, they're not going to trade Terrence Ross just to trade him, just to get something for him. That something needs to be something they want. Same with Nikola Vucic. They're not going to trade him just to trade him. They're going to try and get something they want, whether it's a pick, whether it's a player, what have you. They're going to take a long-term view with this trade deadline. They're going to take a long-term view with who they pursue, what they plan to deal, uh, and how they plan to to, to shift and shape this roster. Uh, So, uh, you know, it's still way too early to talk specifically about trades and what's going to be on the market because we don't know. Um, You know, uh, it's not clear, uh, for instance, like I said, whether the Magic will be buyers or sellers, so to speak. I don't think they'll be buyers, but um, even if they're in, in contention. Um, it's not clear which other teams are looking to move up or down or, or shift, shift players around in this trade market quite yet. So it's a little early to talk about that, but I think the front office has been very clear, and I think they'll remain true, that they are not going to pursue trades that hurt the team's long-term future. They're not going to sabotage their future just to get the eight seed. 
Um, they're going to look for deals that that fit their long-term vision and will make the team better in the long-term. And if none of those pop up, they won't do them. Even if it means they lose Nikola Vucevic for nothing. Even if it means they lose Terrence Ross for nothing. Even if it means they lose Jonathan Simmons for nothing. They're not going to simply make a deal to make a deal. They're going to they're going to look for ways to, to get better over the long term and 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 fit the path and that this team is on. Um. So, so I, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I was no. just going to say though, you've you've got you've got potentially the way they're playing right now, a couple of really really valuable chips in Terrence Ross and Nikola Vucevic. So. I mean, you've got to wonder what way they might view it. I mean, in terms of who's more likely to get a deal, I would probably lean towards Terence Ross, as you might be able to sign him on a bit of a lesser contract. Plus, Nikola Vucevic is... I can't really see him. He's been a starter here, and Mo Bamba's going to be the long-term starter in that role. Whereas Terence Ross, I think, is very much looking like he could be a really good sixth man somewhere, maybe for the Magic. Um, but, 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 I mean, how do the Magic view that? Because... You've obviously you've got guys you could maybe try and renew the contract, or you could maybe say, "All oh, right, we're going to lose him, so let's trade it." Yeah, you know, what I mean, there's a lot of variables there. So, so what way do the Magic look at that? What way do they, they, they how do you think they prioritize when that push comes to shove? I mean, is it very much if it's a, with a long-term outlook? Then surely, if they're valuable trade pieces, they'll be able to get some sort of deal which goes along with what they're looking for in the long term, wouldn't you think? Yeah, it's it's definitely they're definitely in a weird spot, um, and you know again the season is really yet to develop. Um, you know it's still early. You know I think I think there's a lot. I mean a lot of the players on the Magic have some baggage, especially Vucevic, um, mm-hmm. and that has fans already talking. You know it, we we I always said this. You know Nikola Vucevic is fine, and, and you can't let him go until you have his replacement. Um, Mohamed Bamba looks like he will replace Nikola Vucevic one day as the starting center, and so yeah. It does feel like Vucevic is on the chopping block. As loyal as he's been to this organization, to the city, and to this franchise, you know he's definitely on the chopping block to, to eventually get moved one day. Um, so it's it's still it's still a little early to say exactly which direction the Magic will go and what they'll look for. Um, but yeah, there are definitely clues about where about how they'll eventually turn things out. Hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that moves. Right, getting towards the end of my questions, mate. So what we're going to do is we're just going to finish with some sort of quick fire predictions. You keep the answers nice and short and snappy. And these are the kind of things that I'm getting you to say now, appreciating that it's still very early in the season and it's not necessarily the best time to be predicting these things. But it also gives me something that can come back and bite you towards the end of the season when I can say, well, do you know what, Phil? Back in November, you said this. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm getting some ammunition up my sleeve for whenever we, we, we revisit this again man um so yeah some predictions will the magic be a lottery team again you know i i still think they will um you know i think i will yeah, learn we'll learn a lot by mid-december um about this team uh that this next i'm getting ready to write a little bit about it this next stretch of the schedule is is going to be very very difficult um mm-hmm. orlando plays their next four games at home you know, not an easy home home stand. Uh, Philadelphia, L.A., the Lakers, Chicago, and are not Chicago, New York, and Toronto. Not an easy home stand at all. But after that, they go out west over Thanksgiving. They come home for uh, they, they they come home from the west, get two days at home, then they go to Miami, then they get a home game. That's nice. Then they go back out on the road. They play two quote unquote home games in Mexico City. <laughs> and then I think they're on the road a little bit after that, and then they're home. 
for a little while over Christmas. Um, this is a really, really difficult stretch of the schedule coming up for the Magic. Um, and, and I think if they could survive this, if they could, if they could stay again, sort of within contact with the leaders, so to speak, mm-hmm. they'll be in very good shape. And I think we could say, okay, maybe we have something. They've they've won some tough games on the road. They've survived this stretch. Now they can kind of build themselves back up a little bit and bank some wins. If they struggle, if they really struggle, if they kind of lose contact with the leaders, they're not out of it by any means. But certainly we'll, we'll, we'll learn a lot about what they can accomplish, what they can do uh, in, in this stretch of the schedule coming up. And so, you know, I'm not saying they're going to struggle in this stretch, you know, but, you know, this is where the Magic have been tested several times in the past few years in December and where they've crumbled. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I still think the Magic are going to be on the outside looking in for the playoffs. So just the scoring is just so inconsistent. Uh, and, and and they're going to need a lot of guys. I mean, again, like I said, they need like 12, 15 things to go right. They've had maybe five or six of them go right so far. Um, but a lot of things haven't gone right that they need to go right quite yet. Yeah, long way still to go. I'm with you. Lottery team once again for me too. Um, if we're going to see some high-profile departures, who do you expect to see go through the door? Obviously realise we're looking really ahead here. And Ooh. actually, I suppose, on that token, are you expecting any bigger rivals? Maybe Mello brought in? Uh, no, no, definitely not Mello. <laughs> yeah, but on, in terms of the departures, though, I mean, is there... Who, who would you expect to leave if anyone's going to leave? You know, I, I, get, this, I, I get the feeling that, that, that they really like Terrence Ross, and then they're going to try and keep him. Um, I would still say that he's probably the most tradable player on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wouldn't... I, I don't think Mo Bamba's ready to start, but it wouldn't surprise me if Nikola Vucevic is the guy that's ultimately moved at the trade deadline. I know we say that every year, mm-hmm. um, but it wouldn't surprise me if that th- this time they, it really happens. Um, you know, he's he's a valuable player for any team. Um, if the Magic are looking to sell a little bit at the trade deadline, they could get a nice young player for a team looking for some backup center help um, in, in the playoff push. Um, you know, centers aren't the biggest rage in the world right now, but team could always use a little bit of size. So... You know, I, I think that I think that that the Magic are gonna eventually find a, a trading partner with him. Um, you know, maybe that gets them. You know, maybe that gets them. Uh, you know, gets Ken Birch in the lineup a little bit because because I think a lot of people like yeah. him. But you know, it's really about how quickly they think Mo Bamba's ready. Yeah, I think that's part of it. And the other thing is is how well Vucevic, if he keeps playing the way he is, then he's yeah. definitely going to have suitors because, I mean, we all know he's been a double-double guy for a long time. It's not just that. He's added the three-point shot, seems to be taking it at the right times, and he's playing the post so far um, throughout most of this season has been brilliant. He's also been playmaking really well uh, and getting the rest of the offense to work around about him. So I think for any team who are maybe, especially one of the, the, the sort of higher teams in, in terms of the playoff race, who are maybe looking for a scoring punch for their bench from one of the bigs, I can definitely see him being 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 a valuable asset for, for one of those types of teams. Um, with sort of that in mind, that people may come, people may go, what's the starting five going to be by the end of the season? Oh, man. Uh, well... The real starting five or the tanking starting five? <laughs> well, what would the strongest five that you could put out be at, at the sort of end you know, of the season? See, it, see we're competing it's, and it's, departures still happen. You know, I, I can't predict what departures are going to happen. If the Magic do trade Vucevic, they're going to want a player of value in return. 
a player who's going to play. And I can't tell you who that player is today. So, you know, I, I think that the Magic right now are playing their best lineups. Um, you know, I think that the Magic, you know, maybe they could bring Aaron Gordon back with that second unit. I thought they did really well when they did that. Um, but right now, they, they're playing their best group. They're playing their best units. And, and I think that, you know, the Magic shouldn't really change that quite yet. Um, I think the Magic um, are doing exactly what they need to do for this point of the season. And, and so there really isn't a lot more that they can they can accomplish or do. Okay. Who's going to finish the season as the Magic's most improved player? Um, it's probably going to be Aaron Gordon. Um, you know, I think he's taken some big leaps this year. Already, uh, I think that they will continue, uh, and, and he'll have a much more diverse, complete game. Which you know, I think he. I mean, if, again, if the Ma- if the Magic stay in the playoff hunt, Aaron Gordon will and should get some All Star buzz. I, I think he's playing really, really well. So if he continues along this path, you know, he'll be the guy that I think the Magic want to push to to get to get to Charlotte. Yeah, he's also quite a he's quite an All Star sort of friendly player, yeah. given that athleticism, dunking ability. I mean, we all know the dunk contest sort of history there. <laughs> Uh, might be the same answer, but who's going to finish the season as the Magic's MVP? I think that will also be Aaron Gordon. Yeah, um, I'm the he's, same. he's looked he's looked that way so far. Uh, honestly, Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross have also uh, done a lot of really good work. But you know, I'm looking at Aaron Gordon's you know kind of progression and how he's developed so far this year. He's done a lot for this team. He's made this team a whole lot better, and so I, I think I think I like I like Gordon for that role as well. You. Almost sort of alluded to it earlier. I think you did mention some figures, but if you were to pick how many wins the Magic were to get right now, based on what you've seen so far by the end of the campaign, how many? You know, I, I would up my prediction probably to around thirty-five or thirty-six wins. You know, I think I think they they're, they're playing a lot better than I thought they'd play. Um, they're, they're they've put some things together. They've still got work to do, um, but I think they're on the right path. And I think if we can squeak that up to thirty-eight, that could be the difference between playoffs or thirty-eight. Thirty-eight is probably the number. To get yeah, yep, yeah, I, I totally agree. Awesome, man. Well, that's all I've got for you, Phil. Another great chat, mate. Good to get your view on things. Um, seems that we agree on most things, uh, which I don't know. Let, let, let's work on trying to have a bit more of a divergence of opinion next time. Maybe we can argue the toss. It's still, it. it's still early. There's, there's still a lot of basketball to be played. Um, it, 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 it's just not the time to draw conclusions yet. Nah, you're right, you're right, man. But listen, I think we've got a good feel for how things are so far this season. And all I can say is it's been great to be back on Locked On Magic. So thanks for having me on. No problem, sir. Uh, thanks thanks for thanks for coming on and, and asking some of these questions. Uh, to let, let the audience know where they can find you on, on the interwebs. Yes, you can find me on at... So my personal Twitter account is at Hodgy the Hack. That's H-O-D-G-E-Y, the Hack, H-A-C-K. Uh, I've also started another podcast of my own, which is for UK fans of the NBA. It's me and some other guys from the UK basically talking about hoops and talking about the league in general, not just the magic. But if anyone's interested in that, then it's called the Bouncy Orange Ball Podcast, and it's at Bouncy Podcast that you can find us on Twitter. We're also on SoundCloud and on iTunes Podcast uh, app as well, so you can subscribe on there. Yep, definitely check those out. And of course, you can subscribe to Locked On Magic on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMB. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Stuart, thanks again for, for coming on and asking some questions, kind of getting some clarity on some of the big issues here that the Magic are facing. Uh, uh, hopefully, we'll do this again sometime uh, very soon.
Yeah, uh, definitely do it a few times more throughout the season, I'm sure, my friend. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so for Stewart, this has been Philip Rossenreich of Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.